Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insights to help you to lead, manage and coach in football, sports and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome to the Leader Manager Coach podcast. Welcome to another programme. It's Rob Riles, welcome you to an edition that uh, we're recording once again in Dhaka in Bangladesh. Now, I'm really fortunate to be sitting next to somebody that I'm currently working with, somebody that I've not known that long, but um, we've got a, a working relationship and... Um, <laughs> The guy I'm sitting with has got loads of experience in the world of professional football as a player and a coach, as, as you'd imagine. And we're currently working with the, the, uh, the Bangladesh national teams. And the person I'm sitting with is uh, Bobby Mims. So, hi, Bobby. Hi there. Nice to speak to you today, Rob. Great stuff. So, I've just managed to grab um, Bob for an hour just to um, see if we can just take a deep dive into some of his some of his experiences and share some of his experiences particularly around the coaching side for all you coaches that listen to this podcast so um bob what i'd like to do just before you um get interrupted by the aeroplane all right yeah as we're sitting outside that's the joys of dhaka the noises and sounds yeah yeah so just before we get into the coaching side of it and talk about you know your your coaching thoughts and philosophies and, and and practices maybe just um if you just want to perhaps tell tell the listeners a little bit about your playing career, because obviously you know we've had a chance to chat, and I know you you know from the north, and you had some time with Halifax and Rotherham, and then went on to obviously some some real success with the with the teams that you played for and Blackburn and so on and Tottenham. So just 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 tell us a little bit how you got into the game and so on. Uh, well, it, it all started as you say at Halifax Town. As a kid, I was uh, I didn't get scouted as such by anybody so um, myself and my father uh, wrote around a, a load of clubs sent uh, got a, a reference from school teachers and went to a few clubs Barnsley Preston Halifax and I just happened to get into Halifax at a time when they wanted a young goalkeeper in um, so I went had a, a trial there and straight away they said yeah we'll sign you uh, so that was the start of it which was uh, 40 years ago now, uh, so it's a long old time I've uh, been in this game. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I got my first introduction there. It was a great club, great club. Strange times, but a great club. Um, obviously, I was I was the only apprentice as it was back in the wow. day. So I had oh, yeah. I had all the jobs to do and um, getting my football amp. I can remember cutting the grass while the lads are training. And I'm thinking, oh, I wish I was over there and not walking behind yeah, this yeah. machine. Um, but it was a great introduction to the game and I got some really fond memories from there and then so at the age of 15 I'm playing in in the reserve team at Halifax um, which uh, makes you grow up makes you you know deal with things Uh, although that sounds as if it well yeah it was good for me football wise uh, but the, the, the reserves there was only probably myself and each week, maybe three other pros played because uh, everybody else was needed for the first team, and then it was it was a case of trialists and, um, and people that played in the local leagues used to play for for wow. the, the reserves. 
Yeah. Um, so it was, you know, we're, we were playing against you, Sheffield United and um, Rotherham as, as it, it was at the time. And we're, we're getting thumped week in, week out. But as a young goalkeeper, it was, it was quite good. Because, uh, you, you know, you're getting plenty of work and, you know, that was your, your progression, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, from that league, I uh, say, we played, I played against Rotherham United one night, played well, got beat yet again, which we, did, we tended to do yeah. quite regularly. Yeah. And uh, a couple of days later, the club got a phone call. Um, they wanted to, uh, Rotherham wanted to sign me, which the manager at the time was uh, Emlyn Hughes, at Rotherham, that is. And they were... In the old second division, yeah. which is the, the championship, championship now, yeah. they were at the at the top end of the league. They were challenging to get in the, in the, what is now the Premiership. So I I went signed there for the uh, the, the chairman at Halifax couldn't wait to get me out because uh, money was uh, yeah. a oh, massive premium. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it was fifteen grand down and uh, ten grand after after twenty five games. So, uh, so off I went. Uh, so it was great because I, you know, I'd gone to a, gone from a, a club where I didn't know if I'd job week, week to week because of, you know, because of the financial side of it, and also, um, I mean, I was there three years at Halifax and got voted back in the league three years on the trot. Fantastic! So, what an experience, mate. So, yeah. so going from that, it's to now at Rotherham at the top end of the yeah. uh, the Championship as such, and it was you know so. It, now you sort of the career sort of started. You know, you can relax a little bit, as in, right? I can get my game together a little bit. And was your dad? You know, you mentioned your dad early on. Was your dad quite a strong influence on your on your development? My dad, which I didn't didn't know until later on, really in life. He used to play. He he played during the war years. At um, he played for Brentford. Um, because I think the, the soldiers, wherever they were based in the country, would uh, would go and, and play for these league clubs. Because uh, obviously their uh, their players were away in the war as well. Yeah. So so he played for Brentford for for a couple of couple of years. He unfortunately got um, invalided out of the war, so he couldn't carry on his career afterwards. But I didn't know any of this until I actually started playing myself, and then he started sharing a few things. There's always been a love of sport in the family. Yeah. To this day, my mother sits and she watches anything on, on the <laughs> television. Great. Yeah. So, you know, there's always been a sporting background, uh, whether it be football, cricket well, or support, whatever. Were, yeah, so supportive, very supportive. Yeah. Drove me everywhere. When I did start playing, didn't miss many games. Right. Uh, you know, so, um, which which was great. It's, not, it's great to know you've got the family behind yeah, you. And I'm from a little little village in North Yorkshire so and also really everybody else in the village followed what I was doing as well so it, in, yeah. and I've also had that support uh, network behind me so yeah so it's good and then obviously as I say at Rotherham, Rotherham yeah. um, I went there in the March it was the following season where I, I made my debut at the end of the following season goalkeeper was injured so I played the last two games of that season right uh, which so my league debut which you never forget your league debut was um, was <laughs> listening at me and I forget hesitate yeah. over it yeah. Yeah, Blackburn yeah. Rovers yeah. at uh, at uh, at home at Milmore yeah. uh, which we we won 4-1 um, which was 
pleasing. It was great. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And then we went away to, to Wrexham, uh, which we had a clean sheet. We drew nil-nil there. So that was my first, you know, my, you my league debuts, which yeah, were, yeah. were yeah. you know, brilliant. Really good. So what, what for you is the, no, the next significance? So there you are, you've established yourself. You know, you've had a great ground in Halifax. Your parents have supported you, certainly your dad and mum. And and then, and, and, you know, you've gone through what you didn't know was hardship at the time with the re-elections and just getting beaten regularly at Halifax and the, the adversity of that. And then got got to a decent kind of level at, at, at Rotherham where, you know, you were the manager who's been esteemed in the game and, and looking to, to go up. And, and you've obviously, had, you know, you, you, you've, you've had your debut and started to establish yourself. So what was your next kind of significant thing, Bob? Well, well really, it's, as, as a young player, it was I established myself in the team. I can always remember be, wanting to be. I've come in pre-season and when you get your kit, I'm number one. Yeah. And that, that didn't happen for a couple of years. So, so the following year was in and out of the team. Uh, well, I played. Yeah, played probably half the, half the season. Ended up getting relegated. I didn't play the back end of the season. Following season, come back. We're in obviously League Two as it is now. Yeah. Come in. I'm a young goalkeeper. I've got the number one jersey. So I'm thinking, right, right. This, you know, right. I'm in, I'm in the club now. I'm here. So cracked on with that. Played played the season. We're doing okay. Doing okay. Got in the under twenty ones, so now we're starting to yeah. to build a little, fo- yeah, you know, a, a foothold in the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so people start taking notice of you. Uh, we had a couple of um, decent cup runs. Won one nil away at Stoke, which you'll not be happy to hear. Won uh, one nil yeah. away at Stoke yeah. in the League Cup. Yeah, uh, so knocked them out, and so we, we're getting some decent results. Yeah. Hence, uh, got in the twenty ones. Uh, I was in the under twenty ones with Dave Seaman, so it was and it was a Rotherham lad by yes. just, you know. So yeah. there's you know those two were you know Brilliant. within the area. Yeah. There was there was quite it's an excitement goal, about it. And then uh, you know and, and working with good managers, Dave Sexton and you know and uh, Howard Wilkinson. All these people were taking the under twenty ones, and you know you, you're starting to learn yeah, about the game. Coaches, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then I got a, ch- a chance to to go to um, to Everton. So Everton bought me at the end of '85 season. At the time, Neville Southall was there. Was in my opinion best in the world. So I've I've gone there. They had a couple of games left. Watched that. Went trade with them. Just got married as it happened. That end of that season, and and then obviously started pre-season with Everton, and then. About a month into the season, Nev gets injured. So, I'd, I'd, you know, well, more than a month actually. Tell a lie there. It was um, when did he get injured? Now he got injured in end of January, and so I finished that season off. Which in that time we had a we had a cup quarter final, cup semi final, final. And I'm chasing the league. Got um, was that the just FA Cup final? FA Cup. Yes. That was the Liverpool FA Cup. That was yes, '86, which was um, marvellous to be involved yeah. with. Obviously, wow. it, but first Mersey final. Yes. Um, so you can imagine the excitement yeah, within the it, yeah. um, within the town, well, in the city. In the city yeah. So it, that was just just amazing. magnificent. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's everything that a, a, a boy dreams Deep of off. is playing an FA Cup, and you know I've been lucky enough to do that. Unfortunately, the result wasn't yeah. right. Although we were doing really well in the game, and then, then they turned it. 
Um, so we, we lost that 3-1, but we were, we were one up and, and looking yeah, good for it, to be fair. So we just missed out on the league, got done the last day of the season. Kenny Daglish scored away at Chelsea, which which did us. Uh, we beat Southampton 6 at home and we're, we're, you know, at one stage what, thought we were going to win it. Do, yeah. And then late on, Kenny he won it for them. And obviously they beat us in the cup final as well. So that was all disappointing. Anyway, we come back. Again, we go again the following season. Uh, I start the season, and then Nev Nev gets fit uh, just prior to Christmas, I think it was, and then uh, and he played the rest of the season. And we, we went on and won the league that season. Yes. So that was '87, and we, we won the league. So, uh, so yeah. So it was. Um, I mean, that's Seems the first. Very successful yeah, time, yeah, yeah. Great, great club to be at. Uh, great people. Great managers and coaches to work for. Howard Kendall and, uh, and Colin Harvey were, were great together. Really great yeah. together. Simple game with good players. Yes. And um, great results. And I don't think I don't really think that Everton's really got to them heights no, ever since. I was going to gonna say, I bet, I bet a lot of Blues will, will look back at that, Bob, and think, you know what, that that team and that that era with Kendall in charge and. And like you say yourself and Reedy and, and Inchy and, and you know Sharpie and all them, have they ever got back to that? Probably not quite, I would say, yeah? Yeah, no, as you say, I don't think they've, they've ever been at that level again. Uh, never been challenging really for the, for the titles or, or cups really. I mean, I'd tell a lie, they have won a couple yeah, of cups. Yeah. But, um, but actually the, um, the, in the league, which Fortunately, everybody, every team's judged by, and uh, they've not really, uh, not really challenged the top since. So, where did you go? What happened to you then, Bob? Um, well, I went, when I went out of the team, I wasn't happy. Probably should have hung on a little bit longer, but I ended up going to Tottenham. So, said to Howard, "Look, I want, you know, I want to go. I want to go and play because, as you say, yeah. I was in the twenty ones. Um, there was a, there was a bit of a chance with the national team because it was people were getting older. Shilton and Clements were in there and." So me and me, I mean, I'd just taken over from Dave in the twenty ones, to be honest. Um, so you think right, there is a chance, chance, yeah. But you need to be playing. Um, so I, I said to, uh, I would like, I want to go. He, he, want, he didn't really want me to go, uh, so wouldn't let me go at first. And then eventually, I was going to go to Tottenham. Pardon me. I had a chance to go to Tottenham. Well, no, tell a lie. In the meantime. That summer, I'd, I had had contact with um, with Derby County. They just got promoted. Arthur Cox, who obviously knew me from Rotherham and obviously what I'd done at Everton, had been in touch and said, "Look, we you know want to sign you, Bradley Bar. We'll get this done when I was going on holiday at the time. When come back, so anyway, Classic. I'm away on holiday." Pick the papers up as you do when you're uh, Englishmen abroad. Days, yeah, yeah. It's great. yeah, and they signed Pete Shilton. So I thought, well, that one's That's killed that yeah. one then. And I say Arthur was on the phone all the time during you know during that summer. Anyway, I got home and and fair play to Arthur. He, he rung me. He knew when I was coming home. Rung me. Says, look, this is the chairman, which is Maxwell at the time. Publicity wanted, wanted yeah. a big you know a big fish in and. Uh, Obviously, he'd had the chance to take Shilton and take him in. Um, so, which sort of killed me, really, at the time, because I thought, that, I think that would have been a really good one for yeah. me. Because, um, 
they were a progressive team, obviously wanting to, you know, just got promoted, and you sort of grow with the team. Yes. Which, which yeah. I, you know, which I would have quite relished that yeah. uh, that opportunity. I think. Anyway, you know that the gods of football were yes. smiling on that one, yeah. and it was. It, I got a chance to go to Tottenham, which I jumped at. In hindsight, I probably should have waited till my contract run out at Everton, which was the end of this, that season, and and I probably and possibly would have still gone to Tottenham, but it was a club that was in turmoil, to be honest. Um, Terry Venables had not long taken over, and it was a bit clicky, total opposite to what things were at, um, at Everton. Yes. So I found it quite difficult to settle, to be honest, and it's difficult anyway going down to, to London, I think, as a young player. Probably easier nowadays, I would say, with all the, all the back, backup that yeah. players get and all the support that they get yeah. back then it's a, it's a bit more of a right get yeah. on with it like yeah. um so i was in a hotel with my wife and now young child so which ain't ideal for your football anyway and that i'll be the first to admit i didn't play well down at, at tottenham so started okay and then it, it started to deteriorate made, made a, a mistake in the derby which Ain't good. It's a bit unforgiving. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So, which was um, it actually wasn't the winning goal. I don't think, if I remember back, it was the it was the first goal. Should have saved. Didn't. Uh, we got to be two one. So probably the Caesar doubt had gone in the punter's head. So I was on a little bit of a loser from there, really. Yeah. And then I made a big rick at QPR, but I, he kept me in the side at the time um, because. We had Tony Parks at the at the club, and I don't I don't think Tony and, and Terry really got on. So, um, right, so, yeah. so I sort of it was at a time when I should have come out of the team. Um, in hindsight, I wouldn't have liked it at the time, but really as a coach now, I say yeah, that's the time I've got to come out because I was I was drowning, struggling, so, confidence yeah, a bit, yeah. yeah, everything. Never confidence because confidence the one I always thought was good enough to to play no matter what like no matter what was happening. But as a coach now, I look at it and think that was the time I should have come you, out of the team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether Terry had a problem with with that particular player or not that was going to come in and replace me, that's that really should be by the by. I think and, and I, for my good and for the good of everybody, I think it'd have been better. Yeah, Take me out and yeah. then. Then go go again, but he didn't, uh, and eventually he signed Eric Tolstead. Uh, Eric and myself never particularly got on. We were, I tried and just didn't get the. Yeah. You know, some people it, that that happens in life. Yes, some people don't, yeah. don't get yeah. on. And, yeah. and if, if Eric and myself met now, we'd we'd probably shake hands, have a drink, and you know, get on with it. But uh, back then it was. Probably two angry young men, and you know, both vying for the same, eye. yeah, and both vying for the same position. So, anyway, so Eric replaced me eventually, and after about, I don't know, it'll be about six months, I suppose, um, I, I went off to Blackburn. Blackburn signed me, which I'd I'd been at Blackburn on loan from Everton. Yeah. So I knew what the club was about. Uh, enjoyed my time there. We had some good results when I was there, and you know, on loan. Yes. And so, and getting back up north. So off I went, and I can always remember coming into Ewood my first day yeah. at the club, 
come over, there's a hill opposite the yeah, ground, Ewood, yeah, and yeah. I come over the hill, and Ewood's in front of me, and this steam train was chugging across the back of the ground, virtually across the top yes. of the stand, and I thought, I'm back up north. Straight in it, yeah. straight off. And, and I just, I just felt so at home at the club, and uh, yeah, yeah, got it. The club was struggling, to be honest, in the uh, which was League um, League Two, was which League again, two, yeah. which is um, the championship, championship, as we said, it was struggling down uh, near the bottom, and we didn't actually get safe that season until the last game of the season away at uh, Millwall. Right. So. Blackburn obviously never had a lot of money and people thinking well, how they signed him because they, they paid 325 grand for me which was a lot was of money a bit, back then. A record, for, yeah, at that, the time it was yeah, a record yeah. yeah and it was at a time when Jack I was Jack Walker's first signing as such and so that that's where the money come from for that yeah and then uh, then they signed uh, Tony Dobson, Steve Livingston from Coventry, not long after, for a similar fee, combined fee, and in, so it was um, money was starting to come into the club, and then I remember Jack coming in, end of the season at Millwall, we just stayed up, and he went right, we'll get this sorted now, we'll get this sorted, and then obviously that's when the Jack Walker era started, started properly. Yeah. Following season, we started pretty poorly. And Don McCart, we got beat in, at home to Hull. Well, we got beat by Portsmouth at home. And then um, we got beat by Hull in the League Cup at home. And Don got sat. Tony Parks took over, went, went on a great run. I think it was about 10 games, something like that. And rumours were Kenny was coming in because Kenny had, had left um, Liverpool. And, and it was, oh, is he going to come in? Is he not? Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, eventually he comes in. And I mean, fair play to Tony Parks. I think he made it a job that was looked quite simple for him, really, because yes. we were getting results. We're starting, we're, we're getting ourselves back up the league. We were in the well in the top half of the league, and then Kenny come in, and then that's when the money started getting spent properly. Then there was nearly every Thursday there was another signing, uh, like Colin Hendry, Mike Newell, Alan Wright, yes. um, little fullback. Yeah. So. Every Thursday there was one coming in, and so obviously the results started to improve. Rack up, yeah. And we were cruising. We were top of the league by about eight, nine points, and then the wheels dropped off, and uh, we ended up because I think we were again. I think Kenny and, and Ray Hartford, who by the way, Ray Hartford, best coach I've ever worked with, magnificent coach, and again him and Kenny worked together really well. Ray, sim similar as um, Howard and, um, and Colin, very, very simple philosophy on the game. Um, simple go practices. Pardon? Simple practices. Yes, just organisation. Everybody knew the jobs and uh, put it into place for, for Kenny. Kenny knew a player, could pick a, could pick a player and, and could talk to his players and get them wanting to play for him. Ray was the one with the with the organisation yeah. and, and the coaching side. Yeah. And Kenny obviously has a, a tactical mind as well, but Ray could put that into yeah, into, into practice. practice. So together they worked really well. Uh, as I said, the wheels dropped off, and we only we only scraped into the playoffs last game of the season away at Plymouth. Right. 
which funny enough, Peter Shilton was in goal yeah. and a manager at the time, playing manager. So we went into the playoffs and I'd, I thought to myself, we had good players. We had some good players. Dave Speedy up top. Uh, Gordon Cowens, who was 34, I think. After his Aston Villa days, yeah. What a player. Yeah. I'd love to have seen, played with him when he was, when he was 19, speed, 20. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a player. Right foot, left foot. He, did, he didn't even know if he was right footed or left footed. He was absolutely magnificent. And he had that kind of, when you watched him, I mean, I do remember and, and watching him again. And I've heard other people say that's really funny, but I've heard other people who play, pros who've played with him to say, talk about him in that in that way and just say, he was so relaxed with what with yeah. with, with what he did. And yeah. he, he could, no back left on his, this is what other people are saying, yeah. you know, and it, just the things he could do. Were unbelievable. I can, he, used to, he was on the post at corners and we could be getting absolutely yeah. battered. And he'd come, he'd like, He'd lean on the post and go, exciting this, isn't it? He had absolutely no fear about playing, which yeah, he yeah. wasn't where yeah, he'd been. Yeah. He just loved it. He loved yeah. playing. He yeah. loved playing. He loved the game. And he was a really, really good player. Yeah. Um, and in my days at Tottenham, he, he went in the team, for the, in the England team in front of Gaza, and we thought, how was that? Yeah. How was that one? Good. Graham Taylor had played him, I think. And... Once I played with him later really in my career, I thought that. I understood I what a player he was. So I, I had no doubts that we'd get, if we got to the final of the playoffs, we, we'd yeah. go up. Yeah. We were two down in 15 minutes at home to Derby. And we're thinking, oh my word, where's this going? Sunday. Yeah. Anyway, we turned it round. We won 4-2 at home after the, the initial 15 minutes, which just, put, was credit to the lads. And as I say, good players, like you, you Colin Moran, uh, Kevin Morans and Colin Andrews were the two centre-halves. Obviously, myself in goal, and um, Chris Price at right-back, Alan Wright at left-back. So we had a yeah, good team, team, good team. Gordon Council, who I've already mentioned, Mike Newell, yeah. and um, David Speedy up top. Jason Wilcox, and um, on the right, well, we had, I tell a lie, Scott Sellers was in yeah. the team instead of Jason Wilcox. And um, Lee Richardson was playing in off the right hand side. So we, we had a good team. And anyway, we, we, played, we were playing Leicester in the final. And I've been in some team talks in my time. And I've never seen so many nervous people. And, and these were, as I say, I'm good, See, good players. Yeah, there. good players. Yeah. I neglected to, to mention Tim Sherwood who would come to the club. Tim Sherwood had come to the club. Yeah. And he went in the team and didn't look a player. Did Serious. not look did not look a player. Uh, he went in for Mark Atkins. Right. Mark had he'd been at the club for a while, been a, a right back. Tony Parks yeah. and his wisdoms yeah. put him into midfield yeah. when he took over. And what a player, by the way. What an engine. Could get up and down, scored goals. Good player. Anyway, planning for the next year, yeah. they brought um, Tim Sherwood in and replaced Mark with yeah. Tim. Yeah. And that coincides, and I'm not blaming Tim and whatever, it coincides with that period when we, we couldn't buy a win. And uh, he eventually, Kenny and Ray went, got to go back to Mark. Went back to Mark, results went the other way. And we, that's when we it's got funny, into the playoffs. It's funny, isn't it? It, and so he he was at the t in the in the club 
but they couldn't get in that final team. And as I say, the, that team talk, I've never seen so many nervous people. They knew exactly what was happening. The Premier League was starting that following yes, season. So, it was, so everybody wanted to be in yeah. that. And um, anyway, we we played a game. Speedy got played in, got, got fouled, and Mike, Mike Newell scored the penalty against his old club, which was Leicester, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So we, we get promoted. We, we go up one, we win the game 1 0. So now we're, we're planning for for the Premier League and this is where Tim comes into his own. He come into the team. Yes. Um, at that level, what a player. What a player. So him and Mark actually played together in midfield. Yeah. And they were they were they were brilliant. Yeah. Very, very good. And then again, Mark he got he got left out of the team probably the third year. Second third year it was third year because first season we went up we, we did well finished fourth did really well next year runners up third year won it um, so Mark was in and out the team uh, the second and third year because uh, Dave Batty had come to the team so really Bob look, looking at that and I, I hadn't realised that time period you, you know this isn't because obviously Blackburn have won, won the title just that once it's been, yeah. yeah as a Premier League and you know when you look back and you weren't involved, you just thought, oh, a bit of a flash, not a flash in the pan, I don't mean that in it, in it but, you know, they've not just carried on and, and kept challenging out the yeah, they've yeah. But listening to the story from somebody who was in there, this is a, a focused, sustained campaign from getting promoted to not winning it, to not winning it, to, 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 to win yeah, it. So yeah, the, the yeah. substance behind, behind Oh, absolutely, that, absolutely. Um, and everybody said Kenny won, uh, bought the title yeah. at Blackburn. But it doesn't no, no, no. work like that. Absolutely you've got, not. you've got to, yeah. He's got, he, he had a vision of how his team wanted to. He wanted his team to play. Um, as I say, Ray would put that into into practice for him. And you've got, it's all right buying players. You've got to buy the right ones. Yeah, because how many clubs have bought, yeah. spent loads of yeah. money, and got nowhere. Yeah, and he, he bought the right players to do that job and got got the job done and won won the title. Fortunately, I became a casualty of that because he went out and bought Tim Flowers because Tim had come available. Obviously, it was around the England first yes. team. Um, he'd come available. Liverpool um, were looking to sign him, but we had the money to, to be able to go. So he did. We'll have him. And so I, I became a little bit of a victim of the circumstances, really. But you'd uh, had, a, had a real good... Yeah, well, I've been there. Too. Yeah, well, I've been there six years, and, and as I said before about the Derby thing, if I'd have got it, gone there, I'd have progressed and grown with the club, and I felt I did that with Blackburn. I went there at a period when I admit I really struggled at um, at Tottenham, but I went there at the right time at Blackburn to the right club yeah. that were looking to progress so I got my confidence back as it and I played some really good football I think I mean that this is me blowing my own trumpet but I think I, I did, I did a good job at, at, um, at Blackburn um, well, that has to be brought out from you by the environment and, and everything else yeah totally it? totally um, and that's Blackburn Rovers who won the I mean people talk about the training grounds training facilities yeah. and that this day and age we did it we got promoted and won the no we didn't actually win it we we got promoted and challenged for the Premier League on a parks pitch. 
training on the parks Fantastic. pitch. Yeah, where literally you have to go around and pick the dog muck up and move it. Stop. There was a there was a crematorium at the top of the hill, so when the, when the funeral cortege come through, we had to stop, let them through. Fun. Uh, and so all, all that all that. all that adversity sort of brought the group together. And the other thing that strikes me while listening to you is, if you you could probably add up on one hand how many unsuccessful signings Liverpool had with you know Paisley and perhaps Shankly, Paisley and Fagan and, and all that, and then and then Kenny's coming to Blackburn and as you say. Yes, bought players. Yes, spent money, but bought players that fitted and worked. Worked didn't yeah. just buy players that sat on the wage bill. Were great players, but didn't contribute because yeah. they couldn't make it work. Yeah, so. yeah absolutely. Um, and and that also was bright enough between him and Ray to realise when when we were struggling in the League Two stroke Championship to get in the playoffs, knew we had to go back to his Championship place because it is different yeah. playing in Championship yes. and Premiership. Yeah. Um, so went back to to some of them players, which got them the results to get promoted, and you know obviously everybody benefits from that anyway. And then, but the players that he he brought in, I say Tim Sherwood, looked were proper players at that at that level, yeah. and uh, you know and was lucky enough to not lucky enough he had money there to to be able to add to it, which was Shearer and and Ripley yeah. um, the following year. And then further down the line, he brought in um, Flowers, Tim Flowers, yeah. and, and one, of, one or two others as well. So it was, you know, it, he could, he'd created something a little bit like the Liverpool model, I suppose, Great. where you could add to it yeah, yeah. And, and keep it keep it going on. So I'm sure we could talk about games and, and, and clubs and all the rest of it. What I want to just make sure we, we get out of your time is just to move if we can from where you are now towards you how you got into your coaching because not all players a get into coaching b want to and c even make any kind of substantial success of it you know yeah, yeah. there's players who try it don't like it try it like it but don't seem to make an impact obviously you know yourself um you've been a coach for a good number of years um you, you've obviously at a coach in, in demand because you know and you've worked in a, in a variety so of places so just just tell us about how a how that perhaps came about and, and where you've kind of moved on with your coaching well i think would have been a goalkeeping coach it's a little bit different to to the outfield players i fear from when you're especially earlier on in 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 the football life if you see if you see what i mean just senior goalkeeping, the goalkeeper does a bit of coaching. Yeah, it's just a, a thing that you do. It just happens. Yeah. You put the session before the days of goalkeeping coaches, as such. So, as you go on to so, I, I, when I left Blackburn, I went on to uh, where did I go from there? I went Preston, which they had a goalie coach. Then I went to York, which they didn't. Sorry, Rotherham, which yeah. they didn't. Then to York, Mansfield. These clubs didn't have goalkeeping coaches right. that were there day in, day out. They might have had a coach that come in, maybe did a day here and a day there. But just as a senior, you're there every day. So, and, and, and the outfield, the, the manager or the head coach will go, right, so just take them over there, will you? So, so you, you start, you have to coach. Yeah. You have yeah. to coach to a degree. Yeah. And then, uh, so... When I went to York, they had a young lad there called um, Russell Howard. 
and he was in the England 16s at the time. And so I, I, I'd be taking him and I'm thinking, and I'm adding bits to him and I see, see bits improving. Yeah. I'm thinking, quite like this coaching, Mark. Yeah. So the PFA started doing their coaching licenses at um, Barnsley in an afternoon. So there's a few of us, Steve Agnew, who's yeah. now at Newcastle as yeah. his assistant manager. He, he was at York at the time. <coughs> so myself, Steve, and a couple of the other lads just to jump in the car after training, get down to Barnsley, do the licence. So we started at sea licence, actually. Yeah. So, which we're told we didn't have to do, but I would argue the earlier you do, the better, because you, you actually get your organisation head on and, and different bits that you have to think about as a coach rather than a rather than as a player yeah um so so we did that and then they went on to be licensed obviously we did the same the thing with goalkeeping coaching you have to have or had to have the equivalent outfield to get accredited with your goalkeeping right. level so i had to do the outfield so it gives you which at the time you're thinking why do i have to do this but it actually gives you an insight and and because as, as a goalkeeper, the most difficult thing I found with the outfield coaching was I had to, I had to stand on the side looking into the pitch or stand in the pitch, where I stood all my life looking up the pitch. And so, so even to this day when I'm, when, when I'm talking and working with the, the outfield uh, coaches, I tend to drift around behind the goal because that's where I see, yeah, yeah. see yeah. the pitches better from. Really interesting. And which, Nothing stops you, I suppose, as, a, as an outfield coach going behind the goal and having a look. But, no, but it's, it's you if you're trying to, you know, have a look at the, yeah, see the, the pictures. See the yeah. pictures it's, uh, it helps. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, I get myself qualified and I go down to um, Lillyshaw. I had to go to Lillyshaw for the A license, yeah. which, which eventually we passed. And then it's then it's getting work. I was, I was working at. I was player coach at um, at Mansfield, but not in, in title. I was a player. Yeah. But the manager uh, Billy Dearden wanted me doing the coaching with the with the yeah. kids and and the uh, the rest of the goalies, and he allowed me to go off during the week and coach at different places. So I was going up to Scarborough doing the a day up there. So yeah. I was doing the uh, the pros in the morning, then the academy at night. I was going doing the academy at at Rotherham and Scunthorpe as well I was doing so this doing Bob, the kids. you know I'm yeah. sitting here listening to this and this is somebody who's you know this this podcast isn't about me making you look anything but what you are but so here's somebody who's played in an FA Cup final played what four or five hundred games at the top level in England you know you've won won the, the Premier League you know you've had a career that, that people have said oh I'll take that everybody would say I'll take that and here you are choosing to go and do a C license when actually you've got an option. Well, we'll miss that out. No, you choose to go and do that. You do it in your own time after training. And now, in in your career, you decided you, you like this coaching. So now you are travelling, you know, to these far off places, day in, day in, putting the time in, you know. And that, Bob, for me, is what people don't realise. They just see you where you are and say, well, that's all right for you. You play the game. Well, they're missing they've just seen a little tiny slice they've just seen where you are now they're not seeing how you've got from, from there to there are they yeah I'm not a player now 
coach. So I, 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 I don't get judged. I won't get judged on my playing. I get judged on my coaching. So if, if I'm going to be a coach, it's another career. It's nothing else to do with playing. Uh, at the time, I was, play, I was playing at Mansfield. And as you say, going off, going off. And then I'd come back on a Thursday, mm. train two, mm. them two days. And then, and then I'd play Saturday. And then we'd do it all over again. Yeah. So, which was, it was hard graft because it, in that time, you, you, you're not getting home till late because yeah. I'm, I'm away at nights, wherever yeah. and yeah. I'm coming back and I've got a young family and you, kids are in bed by the time I get back from Scarborough or the, wherever I'm coaching. But if I'm going to have another career after I finish playing, you got to do it. Do it. And so from there, I'm going right. I'm now 38. And I'm thinking I'm not. I can't, I'm not going to be playing for much longer. Finding the, yeah. the the training harder, which is ironic, really, because I was I was putting the I was putting the training on. Yeah. <laughs> so, but mm. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, I'm finding this harder. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I like the coach. You know, I want to be coach, I want to be a goalie coach. So again, I sent my CV out. Great. It worked as a player. Yeah. Uh, to try and get into the game. So. I sent a letter out and a CV out to uh, lots of clubs, lots of clubs. I love it. So I left left them for about three, four months, then followed up with phone calls. And again, people say, probably a bit of luck. I rung, I'd sent my CV to Wolves yeah. with um, Colin Lee was the manager. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the meantime, Colin had left the club and Dave Jones had come in. Yeah. So I rung Wolves, got put through to Dave, said, look, Dave, I'm, I'm wanting to, I sent my CV into to Colin. Uh, he says, well, you've dropped on. I want a full-time goalie coaching. I've got a board meeting today. I've got, I want, it's one of, one of the subjects I want to talk about. I'll give you a ring. So I was actually going on holiday with my boys. We were, we were traveling around France and I got a phone call while I was away in France. And so, no, he'd rung my, my wife, that's right, he'd rung home. So wife rung me, had to ring Dave. So I rung him, says, well, says, I come back, middle of the following week. He says, well, come in and see me. So went in there. What, not a negotiation? Because coaches, as we all know, don't get a chance to negotiate these days. It's no, different no. from yeah. being a player again. Yeah, yeah. Right, this is what it is. This is your job. You want it or not, basically. And needed to get into a full-time position. I went, yes, I'll take that. Thank you very much. I was there eight years. Um, Brilliant. And we had a promotion in that time. Good goalies to work with. Good goalies to work with. Uh, when I first went in, I had Michael Oakes, who was a good, steady, eddy goalkeeper, yeah. good background. Um, great to work with. Took stuff on board. Matt, Matt Murray come in. Uh, uh, I didn't know Matt Murray. I spoke to a goalkeeping coach, I won't say who it is, who had worked at the club, knew a bit about him, because I didn't know him from Adam, I knew who was on, so I, I rung them, I knew he'd been in there, this coach, and said, um, obviously I know Michael, know what he's about, uh, what about the number two, oh, not good enough, a liner, blah, blah, blah. You, you'll need somebody else. I went, okay, fair enough, didn't know Matt. When Matt walked in the room, I thought it'd gone dark, he's six foot five. Yeah massive lad and I thought he's a liner impossible too big to be a liner 
He's obviously not been coached correctly. Yeah. So I thought, right, I'll make him a goalie. I'll make him a goalie. So he was a project. And on top of that, Dave wasn't a lover of Matt neither. Dave wasn't a lover of Matt. But I'm You're in, you, I, you I'm are, thinking, yeah, you can do I, I look at him, we do a little bit in training, his hands are good, he's big. I think he's what I look at as a goalkeeper. Although, and, and Matt would be the first to admit, his kicking was not, not nice. great. But he'd always been told he can't kick. And God bless him, he'd, he'd had all sorts of injuries, cruciate, um, the patella tendons, everything. He was just coming back from a cruciate when I went to the club. So, anyway, Oaks is playing, Oaks is doing all right, blah, blah, because he, he does, he just does all right, does Oaks. So I'm working with Matt, got over goalies coming around, Dave's not having Matt. So we had trialists coming in, trialists coming in. And in the meantime, I'm saying to, to Matt, you've got to keep your head on, keep your head on, keep going. I believe in you and we'll keep working. Matt had 27 trialists coming. Seriously? Seriously, 27 trialists no coming. And he's getting better. Matt's getting better. So he, strength of character and... Matty's kept going, kept going, playing games. Halfway through the following season, Dave, we're having a staff meeting and Dave went, you know who's doing well, by the way? Matt Murray's doing well, isn't he? <laughs> and this is the first fella. He wanted him out of the club. He wanted him out, yeah? I went, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a good goalie, mate. Yeah. Anyway, goes on another couple of weeks. And I think Michael had had a, he'd had a bit of a... That's right. He got a whack. Right. He got a whack, um, which was a bit of a naughty one, actually. But anyway, we won't go into that at this time. And so, Matt had to play. He played away at Palace. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. And then from there, he stayed in the team. Brilliant. Following season, we got promoted through the playoffs. What a great story. And, what a great yeah. story. And David, and Oaks was on the bench. And Oaks is great. Oaks, yeah. he knew... Respect. Hey, yeah, respect. Hey, he's good. He's good. Yeah. He's good. Don't yeah. worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's... Um, so... And I know you're not going to take your credit for football. That's a nice story from any coach because you know, don't you? You know, it's... Uh, listen, you know, we've all experienced even in a little bit where you stand out from the crowd and everybody else's the opinion of the world is X and yours is actually Y and then you have got the courage of conviction. So, you know, you know... Well, I was told by somebody who'd been in the game a long, long time they throw young goalkeepers away too early. And I still think it happens to this day where you look at them and think, as a coach, I look at them. Managers and coaches, head coaches, want the finished article now. Our job's to coach them. So if you look at them and think, right, he's got this, that, and the other, I can add that to him. That's the way you should look at them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Um, I understand that they want the finished article. But you, as a coach, you can't look for the finished article because you've got to improve them. You, just well, so what, you, you might, what, you you might as well just be a head scout if you, rather than, than a, the coach. Yeah, yeah. Um, so go and you think, right, I can add this to him and that'll make him a better goalkeeper. There you go. Job done. But So I, I, I think we do throw them away far too early as young goalkeepers. And some of that back home is down to finances this day and age. Because uh, lower down they go, they, they don't get time. Like back in my day at Halifax, I won't say I was the best goalkeeper, but 
but I wasn't on Fortunes anyway, by the way. But they 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 had time. They had a bit of because um, yeah. the money's you know didn't really come into it, and I fitted the bill to be a number two. And if they had to put, play somebody else as a, as a youngster's 15, 16 year old at the club, they'd have probably gone. They'd have gone and got somebody on loan, which they could do quite easily then. Yeah. Um, and I understand that, but I, I think if you, as you've as you say, you've got to have your convictions as a as a coach. Go right, he's decent. He, I can do something with him. Yeah, yeah. and you, you know that must be a, you know um, that must be a, a personally and inside whether anybody else agrees or not. Always a, a, a thing of a personal pride where you think, do you know what? I saw something in him, stuck with him, I determined, and you know I'm sure I've, I've never heard you speak about him before, but I'm sure he, if we met him tomorrow and say, you know, who's influenced you, you know, hopefully he'd say, well. Whether he does or not, I'm sure he does, and say, you know, yeah, because if he hadn't, we've all got somebody, Bob, that that has, has to believe in us at some point in in our lives, yeah. And that that's what it is. I think it is that belief, and that 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 goes for the youngsters and the seniors, because sometimes from Wolves, I mean, did well at Wolves with the goalkeepers, because we had we had Matty who did really well. Unfortunately, I never really fulfilled what he should have done yeah. due to the injury side of it, and I've no doubt that he would have played for England. He was in the twenty ones when he's his final itch. Injuries hit. And then we had that. Carl Ikemi and Wayne Hennessy, who both, I mean, unfortunately, again, Carl, who was, uh, who got struck down by leukemia, so he's had to finish early. But good goalkeeper. But I will tell you now, Carl Ikemi is probably the worst goalkeeper I've ever seen when he came into the club. Right. The academy brought him in, and Michael Oakes, who we called the Oracle, who he saw everything and, and, had a, a way of putting things in. We did this first session, and, can't, and I'm not telling a lie, and I'm not blowing smoke up my own. What's it? He couldn't do anything. He couldn't dive. He couldn't kick. He couldn't. He couldn't catch it. He couldn't do anything. And Michael Oates turned to me and went, "You've got your work cut out with this one, Bob." <laughs> I went, "Yep, but we'll keep going, eh?" So because he was there for the two years, so you don't give up with the youngsters. No. And to Carl's credit. He's the quickest learner that I've ever coached. Right. So if you put something into him one day, you come back the next day, that's still there. Uh, you can add on, to, add on to it. And so through his hard work and a bit of per- perseverance from a lot of us, to be honest, he, he, he made himself a really good career and was a really good goalkeeper. Played international football for Nigeria and, and played in the Premier League and, and got promoted great, with Wolves a couple of times. Stories, mate. And obviously Wayne Ennis has done what he's done, he's gone on, played for Wales and he's a good goalkeeper. From there I moved to Blackburn and so that's young goalkeepers that I've developed yeah, and brought with. on. We had Paul Robinson who bit like me at Tottenham, he started really well at Tottenham, did Paul, or did really well at Tottenham. And then towards the end the wheels dropped off a little bit for him. And he come, he was a, not a broken man, but he was his confidence was low on his football side. And uh, so it's a different animal you're dealing with then. He's an ex-international who's, yeah. you can see, he's probably on the slide a little bit, but you know he's, he's got, got he's a goalkeeper, yeah. So you, you've got to build his confidence, build his confidence. Not going to change his his techniques a great deal. There's but, bits and pieces you can add to it, yeah. and, and but you've got to get the trust yes. of that senior yeah, then. Yeah. And if you can get the trust of the senior, do and Paul yeah. was, was the same he, he he would do anything for me at the time um, because initially he saw a little a little improvement yeah. in him and he ended up um, 
player of the season, our first season, because he he, he worked hard at it and trusted what we were doing. Brilliant. Um, Great so, stories, Bob. So uh, yeah, it's um, it's down to the individual, but you know, as a coach, you can Influence add that, and help yeah. to them. And so, what about? Because obviously, we're out here in, um, in in South Asia, mate. Which you know, circumstance brings people together, and you know, I, I feel so blessed that I'm here to experience all this. Um, you know, so you've obviously worked here, and, and, and I know you've worked in in other uh, Asian countries. So, just a little bit about that, kind of to kind of get towards the end. Because lots of people don't do that. There's lots of people who have reservations about that. People talk about it but don't do it. You know, it's not something you just think, oh, I'll go. Yeah, there's a difference between going to work an hour away from home and or going, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to work on the other side of the world. So just perhaps what about your thoughts on, on that and how that's worked for you and um, challenges of that? And... It's challenging, without a doubt. Um, it's something, international football is something I wanted to work in. I've, I've, I was lucky enough to play England under-21s, which I loved, yeah. absolutely loved. Yeah. Never progressed to... I got into a B squad, never progressed to the full squad. So I never got to a tournament. And that's something that's really rankled with me down the years. Because yeah. maybe, back in mind, I thought maybe I could have done better as a player. Yeah, But... As, as we said earlier on, I'm quite happy with the way my career went, but there's just that little bit of unfinished business. So this opportunity now, and, and I went out to Bahrain a few years ago, we had a, had a little touch of it there, a little, little feel of it, and I, I, I really enjoyed that experience. And then, again, come back to the UK, and then I had this opportunity to come. What I would say to coaches is, you come out to these places, and it, there is a fear um, of, of the unknown. Uh, but for me, it's, it, it's, it was, say I'd done the Bahrain thing, so I'd had a little touch of it, but it's so, you come here and you get what you used to get 20 years ago back home as a coach. Yeah. You get respect, you get, they, they, they want to learn. Bangladesh, which we're in now, it is, for these boys, it is a way out for them. So got, they, they listen, they want to learn, they respect what you've done and where you've done it, you're coaching in the, in the UK. As a pure coach, it's, it's, it's great, it's great, but it has its drawbacks with obviously a long way from home. Makes it, it's easier for me because my family's grown up now. Yeah. Um, but if you've got a young family, yes, there's, there's that to consider. Um, but as a, you've got to be the, the right mentality. As we said, the football looks after itself. But there's, a lot, there's lots of things round about the football which you'll want to compare with back home. And it ain't back home. No. That's why we're here, because they aren't at that level. We're trying to bring them up to that level. And so the, there's bits where you've got to have the mentality, not just as a coach, but as a person, to look at it and go, right, I'm affecting that on the football pitch. I can't really affect that bit, because that's, although that could impact on what I'm doing, you've, got to, you've just got to grin and bear it, it smile go. at it, let it go over your head, 
and get on to the next thing. Um, you can try and lead them, but if people aren't prepared to, to change it, it makes it uh, difficult. But you've got to have the mentality to go, right, okay, that's what we do, but we can't, you cannot compare everything, no. anything with back home. I think that's spot on, Bob. I think, you know, I'm talking to somebody here who's had a good few years of experience of that and the short time that, that I've had that experience, that's, you know, you do have to learn quickly that to focus on what you can and it's a principle of life, really focus on what you can affect and, and let go what, what you can't because you just mm -hmm. drive yourself round round the bend, if I can use that phrase. But, um, yeah, absolutely. But, um, you know, it's... Uh, I, I totally concur that when when I started coaching, I just wanted to what what you get an opportunity to have here in front of you at nine o'clock in the morning is everything as a pure coach you, you dream of. You've got yep. a piece of grass, yeah. You've got the basics of the equipment that you need, and it's all you need. You don't need, yep. a, you know. And but more than anything else, you've got a set of willing players that will run all day for you. And if you say jump, they say how how high and, and how yep. hard do you want me to to yep. do it. And that's on its own is, is to a coach. I think what you're saying is it's worth its weight in gold. Isn't it? Absolutely. Um, and and I say the way society's changed back home, it's difficult to get that level of respect back home. And to, to be brutally honest, the, the jobs aren't there. As many jobs back home as there used to be. At the level where we think we should be yeah. we're working. Um, so this is this is it. Don't be. Uh, and I'd always I'd say to people, don't be frightened of of coming out to these places and, and giving it a go. Because yeah. what's the worst that happens? Yeah. You go home. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's uh, experience yeah. Of, of yeah. giving it a go. But there's you know we've we've just this last week we you know we've experienced Eid in Bangladesh, which is a sight to behold. So yeah. you know all them type of things, the social side of it as well as the yeah. football side of it are. Uh, are well worth the uh, the experience of being out here. Yeah, absolutely, Bob. And I know one or two people have thought because uh, I've I've partaken with the players to experience their faith, if you like, and and that for me has been something I've wanted to do from a personal point of view because I want to find out what about them and and what makes them tick and what's important to them. You know, I, I see that as a fundamental part, Bob, of like you're talking about here there of 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 being with them uh, to, to, to contribute and I see that as a contributing part to the success of the whole the, the whole thing you know mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not saying everybody has to do that we've all got different ways of, of engaging um, but yeah as you say the experience of or the opportunity to engage in their aspects of their life I think are there if you want to want to want to yeah and it. I think from a personal point of view from yourself and and myself and Andy who's obviously working out here as well We've, I think we've seen a, a change in the attitude of the players, as in when we come out, they were very regimented about what they did. The coaches, you know, they, they, everything was regimented and, uh, you know, they were standing in lines and all that type of thing. We've added the Western side of it, so they're, they're more relaxed. And I, I think we're seeing results from that. I'm definitely seeing it in the goalkeepers where they're, they're more relaxed within the group and I don't mind, I don't mind them making mistakes. No. If they didn't make mistakes, I wouldn't have a job. So, you know, that, that's the way I look at it and, and I think the same looking at your group, <coughs> they can have an interaction with you, which I don't think with the local coaches, they're allowed to. So I think we, for, for starters, we've, we've changed that within our group and I think that can only benefit yeah. them as players 
yeah. and, and also makes our job easier yeah. as well. And, and hopefully, Bob, I mean, without, you know, to, to, to kind of bring this bit to a conclusion, the respect and the orderliness and the discipline that they had before we came that, that had been inspired by, you know, obviously the technical director, Mr. Smalley and, and um, Paul and, 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 his, and his coaches that he's, that he's um, obviously educated and, and, and put into place. The, the balance of the two, Bob, I think, hopefully, and it is hopefully, will, will give us a, a good foundation to, you know, to move on from. Yeah, hopefully, because yeah. there is some good players out here. Yeah, there is. Um, and, you know, we're, we're in a position, of, obviously, we're, we're, we're working with what is perceived to be the better players, um, but it's, they've got a chance of moving the game forward within the Asian area, and that's, that's right. what we're all trying to do. Absolutely. Well, Bob, I can't thank you enough for your time, mate. Um, you know, it's a, a Saturday morning where you know you could be could be doing anything you like, but you've given us an hour of your time, and it's been been a, been a blessing. Um, so, yeah, thanks very much. And I don't know if you do any any social media, mate, yourself, or you you, you do. Is there any anything you you, you want to say about where anybody can catch up with you, or are you just happy to, to you know, no, give, give people a chance to say, look, this is where you can contact me or whatever, or. Uh, to be honest, I don't do a lot of social media. I'll leave that to you, Rob. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> don't want to, don't want to step on your toes. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's great to give people an insight into what we're doing, and uh, and uh, yeah. hopefully, maybe give some of them uh, a little bit of food for thought as well. Bob, thanks very much for your time, mate. And um, you know, listeners, hope you've uh, you know got your notebooks out and you can um, get even one or two nuggets out of that, whatever they are. But Bob, thanks ever so much, mate. Pleasure. Okay, pleasure, Cheers, mate. Bye, bye. Folks, and uh, don't forget just to uh, anything you like on the on the episode you you don't like you want to you want to catch up. It's www.robrails.co.uk, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, anything you like. Just let us know. At um, like I say, this is all about helping you sharing as much information as we can. So uh, fill your boots and uh, and share. All right, catch you later. Bye bye.